He's going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown! Alec Pierce spikes it into the end zone. Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! A 32-yard grab over the shoulder snag. What's up, Colts Nation? <laughs> Good evening. Sorry, for some reason, when I went to click the intro, it didn't go right away. It went black screen, and it just confused me. So, Good evening, Colts fans. Hope y'all are doing well. What's uh, up, everybody? How y'all doing tonight? This is uh, about about six days after getting blown out in the fourth quarter against the Dallas Cowboys, which not has not been fun for me living out here in Dallas. So, uh, that's all I've heard all week. So I kind of kept the Colts hat away and just wore Army. Go Army, beat Navy, baby. Let's go. Uh, most boring game of the year you'll ever watch for college football, but it's all right. It's the only time I ever root for the Army anyway. And me, I am a Gators fan, and we did not play today. I believe we play tomorrow. Got our bowl game coming on. But, yeah, you know, hopefully everybody's been good. Um, but I did have two things to start out with for uh, for everybody that's a Colts fan here. Um, just about the game last week. I remember specifically telling everybody before we got off that the podcast, um, I told everybody, take your feelings out of the game for you Sunday. Did. And we we go across the entire board, um, every Colts group, every Colts fan, just pretty much everywhere you can sit there and think of, everybody is pissed off. And uh Man, it just it just really gets old when we just have keep putting our feelings in this situation, just keep getting them destroyed. And and I knew it was gonna happen. I thought it, I actually thought it would have been like a little bit more closer. I mean, we had a competitive to the fourth quarter, but I told everybody, take your feelings out of that game for Sunday. Just take them out. Just take them out because it wasn't gonna end well. And at this point, we're we're ready to start uh, going down that road. Yeah. So. If you if you remember, I said that we were going to lose thirty six to six, so I did anticipate getting our ass whooped, mm-hmm. um, and I was pretty close in the in in the in the <laughs> that's all, you know the the differential of that game. So I kind of anticipated it. I think what what most Colts fans are upset about is the fact that, like Colts fashion does, um, we <laughs> they made us. Look good all the way up to the fourth quarter. And then just kind of from there, just started turning the ball over nonstop. So it's not even like the Cowboys destroyed us, right? Yeah. It's just oh, yeah. That for some reason, we had an, a complete collapse in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Where, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy to see that game stay so tight. It's like the Colts just wanted everybody to stay up real late. Get you right up to that eight o'clock point, and then say thanks for sticking with us, and then just just dropping off at that point. Let's let's make a quick <laughs> announcement, real quick. Uh, Max Dugan received the Davy O'Brien National Quarterback of the Year award. So uh, that's my guy. If you watched last week, y'all know that's my guy. Um, yeah, he just won the uh, yeah Davey O'Brien if- National Quarterback of the Year award. So. Yeah, and if any Colts fans are wondering why that's important, um, Matt is hot, very high on Max Dugan. That's his number one on the QB list. So um, that brings me to my second point that I wanted to bring to Colts fans. Can we please stop acting like we we are poverty when it comes to quarterback? Like, 
Jesus Christ, man. I done heard everything under the sun we can think of. Even me and Matt were talking about it before the game, um, before the uh, Rams and the Niners played, or Rams and Raiders played, um, that some clown was going to post about how we should have Baker gotten Baker Mayfield, even though the Colts sat there and spanked the Raiders too. Uh, just a few weeks back with, with Jeff Saturday coming on as a rookie head coach. Like, Jesus Christ, I've seen everything you can think of. Like, gee, it's like, why? Why Why do we need to keep sitting here acting like we need every quarterback who's ever thrown a pass? Like, so, so one TD pass, and we should, we should trade the house to go get him. I think I should have avoided creating a Twitter account, right? Because I created a Twitter account specifically so I can get news for this podcast. And I follow a lot of Colts fans. I follow a lot of analysts. I follow, you know, everything in the sun that comes to football, right? Yeah. And for some goddamn reason, as as soon as the Rams won that game, as soon as they won that game, oh, we should have got Baker. Imagine Baker. Imagine Baker. Like, listen – I get it. Baker Mayfield made two good, you know, he he had two good drives at the end of that game to win that game for the Rams. But remember, we beat the Raiders too. Exactly. We beat the Raiders too. So, and we beat the Raiders with a high school head coach in his first NFL coaching experience who never even coached in college. So, just with a, with an OC who'd never called a game before in his life and that was the best game he called. So was it the best game he call, called, or was it because of the fact that the Raiders are really just trash? And let's just accept that. Facts. It is, we just got to like, we, we gotta get over this stuff, man. Like, hey. hey, what's up, Josh? Josh, we got, a, we got a new follow. We got a new listener in here, man. What's up, Josh? <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he actually runs um, the uh, – uh, it's on Facebook. He runs the Facebook group. Um, is it we're cold strong or, or one no, of those? Uh, horseshoe mob? He he runs horseshoe mob. He also I'm has a podcast. Uh, he also has a podcast as well. So if anybody takes a listen to him, uh, check that out as well. I'm not sure what days they are active, but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, like, we can't just sit here and act like we have to go get every single quarterback under the sun. People were talking about which quarterback should be our our, our bridge quarterback. And YouTube said, uh, oh, that's my uh, that's my cousin CJ. Thanks for coming in, cuz. Appreciate you. Not gonna um, lie, that's the first time I've seen a comment come up from YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to get everything on there. I was gonna tell you we need to add some hashtags to it. Uh, uh, I will make an announcement. We're no, we're we're no longer uh, streaming on Twitch, and that's only because nobody was following on Twitch, and uh, I was paying seven dollars a month for Twitch, so I just kind of like said, no, nah, I'm not doing yeah. that anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, even people saying like which bridge quarterback would be better, talking about Baker Mayfield or go back to Jacoby Brissett. Hey, my boy Tovar's in here too. Uh, Dang, just, everybody's just, in here tonight. Just, just get a damn, just get a damn rookie quarterback. Yes. Go from there. Let's start fresh. Now, if we go get a veteran quarterback, that's fine. If we roll even with uh, just Sam as our second string QB or let them two rookies or let the rookie quarterback compete with Sam, I'm fine with that. But we cannot keep talking about every quarterback in the damn NFL. Like, like Derek Carr's not going to work. Jimmy G's not going to work. Like, we can't just keep going, naming every quarterback. Uh, Josh, yeah, uh, Josh says Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time, which will be uh, 6 o'clock Western time, which I'm, where I'm at. Uh, no problem, man. Pre, uh, great to have uh, shouting you out. You've been open to everything that I've shared. You've never done I had anything, so appreciate you as well. <clears throat> but uh, appreciate, yeah, man. That, appreciate that, Tovar. 
appreciate that. I specifically bought it for the Army Navy game today, and I actually ended up really liking it. You know, the one AD patch on the side. We hyped about yeah. it. We just uh, can't. We just can't keep talking about every single QB. It's just no, so. So my my thing is, as I already told you, there's only one vet in the NFL that I'll take right now, and that's Lamar Jackson. If the Ravens do not re-sign Lamar Jackson, I would take Lamar Jackson right now in a heartbeat with a new head coach and keep Chris Ballard. That's just me. And, and we talked about it this week. Another 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 good point to bring up, which I would like to see what Josh has what Josh thinks about it and what some of these other guys, even even the non Colts fans that are in here with Tovar. I know he's not a Colts fan, but he's a Ravens fan. He'd actually yeah. probably have a big opinion on that one. Yeah, he's a Ravens fan. But um, <clears throat> the the thing we talked about earlier this week is where we go from here, right? And that and that all that all depends on what Jim Irsay wants, and that also reflects on Chris Ballard's future. So, if we go Jim Harbaugh and we put all our chips in on Jim Harbaugh, we so get we, Jim we Harbaugh to a coaching segment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think I think I don't think we. I mean, it's kind of mixed in still with the QB thing, though. Um. Because we also we also included that when we were talking with QBs and shit. But yeah, if we take a Jim Harbaugh, I don't think we keep Chris Ballard just because Chris. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna work together very well. They're both very stubborn and want certain things, and they're just not gonna work together very well. But if we bring in like uh, Bienemy, um, I think Chris Ballard stays. I pretty much think any other head coach. I think that we bring in outside of Jim Harbaugh, we're gonna keep Chris Ballard. I agree. I agree with that point. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so for anybody who doesn't know, um, my uh, top three as far as head coaches go would be uh, Jim Harbaugh from Michigan, Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator from the Kansas City Chiefs, and third would be D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, but yeah, like Matt said, I totally agree with that point. I think um, with uh, Harbaugh, I think he'd pretty much want his own GM at that point, depending on I me mean, if, if if him and Chris Ballard could work. You know, I, I I can't necessarily say they have different mindsets, but uh, maybe they do a little bit. If you think about some of the guys like um, uh, what was it? What was that dude's name? Uh, the the Alden Smith for the Niners, who really has some character issues, but was a great player. That was a guy Jim Harbaugh wanted, a guy that Chris Ballard wouldn't take his chances on. So um, yeah, that'd be a good one to see. Um, and then, yeah, uh, also agree with Matt on the Lamar Jackson. I, that'd be the one veteran, um, that I would want. I mean, now there are some options, maybe like, say some, some really hot takes, uh, maybe like, um, a, a, uh, Justin Herbert, if the Chargers didn't want to pay him or something, um, those would, those would be the guys that I would say, but other than that, I'm ready to get our own rookie start over. Or not not start over. Actually, just start fresh because I still think a roster is pretty good everywhere what we have. And if we had a quarterback with a little bit better mobility and had the complete ability to have the arm strength and whatnot, I think we'd be good to go. I want I want to I want to answer this real quick. Tovar says realistically with Jackson at QB, is your system going to match? As it took a solid two years to build around him, and I personally think because we're in a situation where we are actually hiring a new head coach, our system is going to change. Our system isn't going to stay what it is now. Uh, this is Frank Reich's system. Even with, you know, Parks calling plays, the system is still the same. 
uh, it's going to change. So if we brought in Lamar, uh, honestly, pairing him with someone like Jonathan Taylor is going to make things deadly in the rushing game, in my opinion. That's yeah. And Josh, uh, Josh also says he th- he personally thinks Chris Ballard should go. He's part of some of the issues we were having. Um, if Jay stays, if Jay stays, if Jeff Just, stays, Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard is gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't want to keep Jeff Saturday. I love Jeff Saturday, but we got to be real here. I don't. I don't think he's ready to be a head coach in the NFL. Um, I think maybe some other team that probably needs some bridge help maybe next year could give him a call and something like that. But uh, I personally wouldn't say um, he should stay. That's just. I'm, I'm all right with Jeff staying to be a coach, just not head coach. I'm all right with him coaching offensive line. If he would even accept it at that point, um, I don't know many many men who would go from head coach back down to an assistant, but that's just. There's been quite a few of them. You look at um, look at uh, uh, but I mean for the same team. I know Wade Phillips oh, did oh, it. Oh yeah, okay, okay, for the same team. I, I know Wade Phillips did it. I know you know uh, <clears throat> Matt Matt Prater did it. Um, or Patricia, Patricia did it. Um. There's a few other ones. I think Brian Flores right now is a consultant. Uh, yeah, for the Steelers, different yeah. teams though. That was that was uh, yeah. key to your point. To the yeah. to the same team, the only ones who've done it for the same team would be Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia, going back to New England. Right, but they weren't the head coach of New England. So oh it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of if you like, were the if you were the head coach of New England and then went back down to like get the emotion uh, on that team. Yeah, and just being like, "Hey, fellas, I'm still here." <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's ridiculous. I'd I'd feel like a clown working. It's like uh, it's like getting kicked out of class, and then you get to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Josh says, uh, "Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson." Um, I've seen. I mean, I would like what the Lions have done this year, but uh. I don't know if I'm totally sold there just because that offensive line that the Lions got is probably probably number one, if not uh, number two, number one in the league. And I think that has a lot to do with why Jared Goff is succeeding. They've been so garbage. They've been able to build that. Um, but, I mean, honestly, I mean, as long as he's a good play caller, uh, I'll take him. Um, it's just I don't want to uh, – I want to make sure we get the right guy that can that can lead the team and that can develop develop a quarterback with all the pieces that we got because we're gonna get a new uh, what new coach, new coordinator, pretty much a new system. Everything's gonna change, so I don't know how it might work with everybody. Um, I, ju- I just want somebody that makes the offensive explosive, man. Um, I think, man, I would take I would take a guy that that has the mindset of Chuck Pagano. Chuck Pagano was that guy that wanted to spread the field at all times, man. That dude was going deep no matter what, and I'll take it. I yeah, mean, I got it. Yeah, work when he had Andrew Luck until Andrew Luck was gone. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I mean that wasn't that wasn't his fault. That was the whole reason why that was the whole reason why him and Grigson didn't get along was because he was asking for offensive line, and Grigson was drafting dudes like Philip Dorsett, not giving him you know shit to work with. So. But I mean, and honestly, if you read the article, I don't think Andrew Luck retired because of the injuries. That man retired because he just couldn't deal with. The yeah, I've actually um, 
for Coles fans out there, I actually shift the blame now. I shift it to his wife. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. His well, wife. She, uh, so Coles she told fans him she was going to leave. Haven't read this story. Yeah, Coles fans. Uh, his wife gave him an ultimatum and told him, "Hey, you need to either well, figure it out. You are more than just a football player, or I'm going to leave you." And so, uh, so she, if you didn't, you know, if you didn't read the story, if you didn't read the article, it was a very good read. And I read it at work, and even t- even told the boss, I said, "Hold on, man, I'm reading something." <laughs> but um, no, nah, he his he was. When he was a quarterback, he couldn't get out of the mindset that he's more than just a quarterback. So he took all this pressure from the team, from the fans, from the city, from the NFL itself, and he made himself into something he didn't like being. And then when he was at home, he shut himself out and he wouldn't talk to his wife. Um, he wouldn't let her – well, girl, I think it was girlfriend at the time. He didn't get married till yeah, the last yeah, year he played girlfriend. or yeah. till that offseason after 2018, I think is when he finally got married. Um. And then she uh, told him that, you know, she he needed to open up to her pretty much was he needed to be able to talk to her. And it just got to the point where Andrew was playing in 2018 and just wasn't enjoying it at all. And that's why Eric Ebron, T.Y. Hilton, they want to come out and talk about their side of the story because their side of the story is going to give another perspective of what they saw of Andrew in 2018 and. I don't care where what podcast they but, go to. I, I want to see part, that. The tough part is, though, is they only saw the guy that wanted to be tough and keep playing. Right. They didn't see the guy who was battling on the inside with just being a normal human being and being a quarterback and trying to lead a franchise every day. And that was uh, what multiple the, the part, pieces and parts out of the story um, tell that people should know is uh, this guy was having trouble being a human outside of being a quarterback. So. Feel for the guy. Feel for the guy. Miss the guy. Wish uh, things could have been different, you know. But um, yeah, and that's why I like Max Dugan so much because Max Dugan reminds me of him. And all Max Dugan wants is a pizza party. All right. <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw that, <laughs> but but Barstool told him that if they win the national championship, they're gonna throw a a, a national championship uh, pizza party for TCU. And they're going to order like 160 pizzas or 200 pizzas or something like that. And each player is going to get their own pie. So it's, ah, uh. we got a comment, a new, another new commenter. Is that uh, Nathan? Nathan comments. Comments. Uh, says, I see Jeff Saturday taking over the front office job or offensive line coach. Um, honestly, personally where I see Jeff Saturday going, I think he's going to go back to ESPN after this year. Probably. You know, take a year off, get back to having fun on ESPN, and then if he gets considered for another job maybe next year, I think that's what he'll likely do, just personally, because uh, I think what he came into this this job, I think it's a really overwhelming situation. Jeff Saturday's not really used to losing um, as much as we lost over the past three weeks now. Um, and then just, uh, yeah, just everything that goes with it. Especially the Cowboys loss. I, I don't even think we have the right person at head coach right now to – fix what happened after that type of loss because Jeff had never lost like that in his whole NFL career. We had never been blown out 50 something to 19. So how he's going to respond to that is going to be interesting. Uh, Everybody's getting looked at. Zach here says best OC name is Jim Bob Cooter. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, Just kidding. I'd love to get a guy from the Rams or Dolphins or 49ers coaching tree because offensive, in my opinion, those are the three systems that are super successful right now and definitely make the most sense without 
making a ton of personal personnel changes, just my opinion. I don't think the Rams really have anything going on offensively, in, in my opinion. Yeah, that's because they uh they they've had more offensive line changes than the Colts, which has been bad for the Rams. They don't have a single offensive starter. <clears throat> on the offensive line, Matthew Stafford is out for the year with a concussion. Uh, Cooper Cup hurt his ankle. Um, Aaron Donald is out. Uh, what's his name? Um, ah, goddamn it! The receiver that they got, uh, Allen Robinson, has been out for most of the year. They really just haven't had a single sniff at anything. Um, the I reason think, that I, yeah, go ahead. I think their main issue is that they can't figure out the running game. They can't figure out who their running back is. When they coming into the season, coming into the season, it was Cam Akers. Yeah, they gave up on it. Yeah, and then after that, it was I don't. Um, it was um, a guy that just got released from the Jaguars. Yeah, because then he got cut. Because he got <clears throat> cut from the Rams, and then it went back. Uh, it's it's a big yeah. mess right now over there when it comes to the running game. So and see, <laughs> that's the that's the problem. If you look at they they had showed a graph of uh, where they were at, where the Rams were at with Jared Goff when they were at their peak. And the more they stopped running the ball, he declined. They showed the same graph for Matthew Stafford from when he came in, and they were mixing in that play action with the passing game and the run game. And as soon as they got more and more on Matthew Stafford's arm, he declined. So uh, this uh, it, their scheme just really changed from when they had Todd Gurley as the featured back to just being primarily a super passing scheme. So – I mean, Zach, uh, really any guy could really just come out of nowhere. Look, at none of us knew who Mike McDaniel was when he came from the 49ers system. Oh, and he's my so favorite active really, head coach. It's all about can you get talent? Can your GM get talent? And then as a coach, can you lead guys? Can you make guys believe in themselves like he did for Tua? I think that's what it's going to come down to. So we can all have our coaching preferences, but it's like we just got to get a guy who people believe in. So personally, I think Mike McDaniel's he's so successful over there in Miami because he's literally the player's coach. You know, he doesn't make a decision without getting the input of his guys. Hey, what what hash do you need it at? I mean, there's that video cycling around, and then Tua yeah, says, "Just to, go uh, with wherever you want to go." <laughs> did you see the video where uh, he? I guess he was on the sideline with Tua and the offensive coordinator, I believe it was, and uh, Tua said something about the play went wrong. And Mike McDaniel was like, "No, I fucked up. That was my fault." You just oh, don't. No, see, I didn't see that. Yeah, you just don't see a lot of coaches take responsibility for what they do wrong, and I think that's why a lot of guys in Miami they really rock with Mike McDaniel's, and, and that's what more coaches need to, uh, you know, take upon themselves, especially Nathaniel Hackett. Learn a thing, thing or two from the guy. Facts. So <clears throat> Nathan, Nathan here says, "Who do you think we will get first round?" I think it fully depends on where we end up. I agree. Fully, fully depends on where we end up and who is drafting before us because it fully depends on who needs a quarterback. Um, yeah, it's a nice question. I've said, I've said a couple times I'll take Bryce, CJ, or Max Dugan. I have the three. I don't like Will Levis, and it's not for the same reason that D doesn't like Will Levis. I just don't think Will Levis played enough competition to prove to me that he can carry a team. Oh, he did play um, in the competition. He didn't look good against the competition. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that too. But I mean, he isn't beating anybody. Um, and and exactly. Max, and, and, and the whole reason I like Max Dugan is because he's the reason why TCU is where they are. I mean, you exactly. you can't even you can't take that from him. That man, 
in every game where they faced an uphill battle or some kind of adverse adversity in the fourth quarter when it was eight minutes and less, you know, and that eight minute drill kicks in and, and Max Dugan takes over. And you just people can try and point out and say that Max Dugan plays for TCU and they haven't played anybody either. But guess what? Max Dugan is going to compete against anybody. As long as yeah. he got guys riding with him, that guy's going to compete. And he he's another guy that I like as well. And so uh, oh. that brings me to who do we get in the first round, like Matt said. It depends on where we pick. If we're after 15 somehow, somehow we went out some games. If we're up that high, probably go uh, best player available. Um I'm probably thinking uh, cornerback personally to me, um, offensive line, edge rusher. You can go those different routes. But if we're anywhere close to that 12 and lower, we need to find our guy. So whether we trade up or not, or whether we take a chance on um, a guy like Max Dugan, Anthony Richardson, Hendon Hooker, uh, there's the kid from Stanford who people talk about. Um, I'm not saying you reach for one of those guys if you don't feel like – I mean, NFL scouts personally watch them more than I do. They can evaluate and pick however more they want than, than I do. Um, but if you don't feel like – if you feel like that guy can last to the second round, then you take the best talent available um, and you ride with that. But if you're inside of that top ten, you need to go find your guy at quarterback. Yep. So I, I will say that with all the things I've read when it came to what the Colts scouts are looking at and who they're looking at, um, CJ Stroud is one that has not been tied to us at all. So I wouldn't even I wouldn't even get that in our mind uh, that we're going to go CJ Stroud because it just doesn't seem like that's where Chris Ballard wants to go. I don't care what people on Twitter want. Um, but um, and actually, uh, from what I've seen the last couple of weeks, I haven't seen anyone on Twitter truly want Will Levis. I've only seen one person on there that's been posting about one Will Levis. Everyone else has been talking about either Bryce Young or Max Dugan um, and even Hendon Hooker. But Hendon Hooker, to me, is going to fall to the second round because of the injury. So, yeah, like those and Anthony Richardson. And Anthony Richardson. And I've seen Anthony – Anthony Richardson's another guy. And I know that I, I haven't watched enough of, but what I've seen of him um, – I've only seen highlights, which I'm not the guy that go and watch highlights and make my decision based off that. I'm a guy that goes and watches game film. I go back and watch games. I want to see where you are in, a, in situational a, football. He gets a so, lot of uh, Josh Allen comparison. The only thing that, like, I, you know me, I'm a Gators fan. And I, I could sit here and lie to people and be like, yeah, take Anthony Richardson because I'm a Gators fan. But it's, it's tough for me to really say I feel that way because one of the big things that I look at as a quarterback when you play in college is accuracy. And that's one of the, the things that worry me. So the fact that he gets the Josh Allen comparisons because his accuracy could jump from a 53% to a 60% to a 62% and keep going, that's what you would want to see. But he could also end like a Cam Newton and end up completion percentage sticking around 57 to 61%. And that's what personally scares me about Anthony Richardson which is why if you want to take them, there's a lot of upside there. But if you don't find the right coach, you're going to be just like every other NFL team, and you're going to kill a lot more quarterbacks than you're going to create. I'm just I'm willing <laughs> to bet that if everybody pays attention, um, there's going to be scouts at every single playoff game uh, for college this year. Um, I would focus heavily on the uh, Georgia-Ohio State game. and well, Actually, both of them. Georgia-Ohio State and Michigan-TCU. You can't tell me that Chris isn't going to have a scout at both games or multiple scouts at both games. 
Uh, you got Max Dugan in one, C.J. Stroud in the other, and then old boy um, Stetson Bennett in the other. At the in the other, so there's three quarterbacks that could potentially. I mean, the only reason I don't like Stetson Bennett is he's pretty old, and he's tiny as shit. Yeah, so I mean, but there's three quarterbacks that could be potential that are playing in the college football playoffs. Um, so I would expect that weekend of New Year's to be very uh, heavy with the scouts over there. So the two guys I'm not taking is a Stinson Bennett and a Will Levis. Those are those are just two guys. That I'm Listen, the minute the minute I see somewhere someone reports that there are scouts at the TCU Michigan game, I'm going fangirl status. All right, and I'm <laughs> gonna be hype. I'm gonna be excited because that means that Chris Ballard's looking at somebody I've been looking at for weeks. So. Stetson is the same age as Lamar Jackson, uh, which I believe is 26. I know that's not old. Um, I think they're both 24. 24 or 25, one of the one of those two. Because uh, Hendon Hooker is the same age. 20. He's 25. I think they're 25. <clears throat> I'll look it up, but I know they're the same age as Lamar Jackson. Ashley, you stay on Google and Twitter. I'm sure you can find that. <laughs> He's 25. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, so Zach here says, if a QB isn't available when the Colts pick, so you rich anyway. What? You're rich? so rich anyway. You're so rich anyway. Okay, because the fifth-year option is too valuable, or do you go best player available? To be the Colts need trade-up and try to get a top two or top or three pick so they can get their guy in the future no matter what, in my opinion. If the Colts don't go QB in round one, the draft is a lost cause. I, I figured you meant reach. I just didn't. The Jim Beam gets to me sometimes. I don't hey, Zach, really hey, Zach, that. For that, hey, Zach, for that uh, questionnaire, give me a, a pick number for that. Uh, which pick would the Colts have in that scenario? So in my, in my opinion, I agree with Zach in the first round because right now we're at ninth, and I don't see us winning any other game except for Houston, and I hope we just blow that game on purpose. Because at that I mean, point, the Colts, we're not will, well, the Colts will find a way because we were down 20 to three in that game. So, I mean, it, it's not out of the, the world. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, we're playing the Vikings. <laughs> Justin Jefferson is going to, I don't know, roast us somehow because somehow we're going to put Facey on on him all game long. I mean, I think he's going to get doubled and still going to torch us. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, and, and then, you know, we got the Giants where Saquon Barkley is going to have 250 plus yards rushing or all purpose yards. And then we got Houston. So, oh, oh, I see what he's saying. He's saying, saying trade. You're, yeah, saying, you're saying. saying, should we trade up? That's what he's saying. Top sec- um, man, that, that depends to me. So if you're going to trade up, so like, in, in my thinking, like think about the Niners last or not last year, but two years ago when they traded up for Trey Lance at the number two overall pick, um, uh, from what I what I was hearing is that uh, the head coach for the 49ers, um, he did not want Trey Lance. He wanted somebody else, and the general manager wanted Trey Lance, and so they weren't on the same page. So to me, if you're going to trade up to go get a guy, you got to know it's going to be the guy who you want, regardless of how it shakes out, and who both of you guys can decide upon. So – we need to get a coach and a GM to figure out if that's what we're going to do. And then you also got to know that is CJ Stroud or is Bryce Young, whoever you're taking at number one, two, three overall pick, whoever you're getting, 
you better know. So, and and my, with me, I want to comment on that part because uh, yeah, I like that you brought that up when a coach and a and a, and a GM don't agree. Uh, sometimes, in my opinion, a head coach needs to just bite the bullet and take what the GM gives them because the GM and those scouts, uh, they're a little more uh in depth when they do their analysis than a head coach is. So yeah, because they're watching all year. Yeah, that's their job. Your job, your job is to coach who we give you. Yes, <laughs> like I like technically, you know, the GM is the boss of the head coach. Like that's he. Yeah, he but runs you. it's kind of tough though when you're in that situation because if you look at like, like, I have, my bad for cutting you off, but no, I you just say, um, like if you look at a situation like a Robert Salah, like I don't think he complained about getting Zach Wilson, but. Think about if he would have had a say on who he gets at quarterback because look how he got this Jets team rocking. And what if they would have took a Justin Fields at number two, you know? No, yeah, no, no, no. I, I understand like, because then, then like I look what at if, the – What if what if your GM is just taking players that are just – Right. I mean, I mean, I get it when I look at it because I've 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 worked both sides. So mm-hmm. it's just – um, in, in my opinion, the head coach, if he wants a certain guy, he needs to – work with the GM to say, this is why I want this guy. Yeah. And then if the GM says, well, this is why I don't think we should take this guy. That communication yeah. needs to be there. In there my opinion, That's... like, like with the, with like, like, like with the Trey Lance, I can fully understand why Kyle Shanahan didn't want to take Trey Lance. I'm not a Trey Lance fan. I'm not a fan of someone who comes from a place like North Dakota state going to the top five. And you see what happened and to Carson Wentz. That really, and that really hasn't played any no. football in two years. And, uh, for one, the NFL is 0 for 2 when it comes to those North Dakota State quarterbacks. So how's that look for North Dakota State, for one? And then it's – I'm they sorry, a, but – They got a 10 out of 10 of Christian Watson, man. I was calling <laughs> it all offseason. I but, wanted the Colts to grab him. But that's not a quarterback, though. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm saying just, quarterback. I'm not. I don't care about any other position. Yeah, in I'm my opinion, you, I want because you can. Just, <laughs> it's just. It's just quarter quarterbacks. I mean, North Dakota State. Trey Lance. I said, nah, that dude ain't gonna be it. Because look at Carson Wentz. They're they're injury prone quarterbacks. They play in a small school that doesn't have very many uh, competition. I don't care what anybody says. Carson Wentz came in and and he had a terrible rookie year and then his second year he did good and then he got hurt and then Nick Foles took everybody to the Super Bowl and then it's just been Carson Wentz has been downhill from there. Trey Lance has barely played two years. He's played maybe two three games in two years that he's been in the NFL and Jimmy Garoppolo has literally carried the 49ers with a defense to to the NFC Championship game. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a tough one there. Um, but yeah, Zach, just to that point, um, honestly, if you think about it, like the way some people rate them right now, some people don't even have Bryce Young or CJ Stroud as that high of guys anyway. So might just want to sit on your hands and kind of just see who you end up getting there. Um, but, uh, me personally, there's so many quarterbacks that you can kind of pick and choose from in this draft that I might not even trade up for one. So. My my thing is is I don't think there's many QBs that can be day one uh impact. Um I think it really boils down to maybe four quarterbacks that could go in the top I don't know, maybe top fifteen uh that are day one starters that'll make an impact. 
not just day one starters, day one starters that make an impact. And those are uh, Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to make a day one impact um, because of his athleticism. I don't even care about – I mean, I'm looking at arm strength, yeah. accuracy, things like that, being yeah. able to make those throws. But at this point, at this point in the NFL, at this generation of football, you got to look at the guys that will make plays with athleticism. And Anthony Richardson's one of those. Um, C.J. Stroud, he's the same way. He's more of a pocket passer at that at that point, though. But he'll make those plays if he needs to. Uh, Bryce Young will do it. And then Max Dugan will do it. Uh, Hendon Hooker, I didn't watch enough of him. I love um, and uh, the only reason I, and, the and only reason I'm only reason I'm not super high on Hendon Hooker is because he's 24. That's it. Right, but the, I mean, then the other thing is, is he's not going to be in the top fifteen, and no. that's only because of his injury. Somebody's not going to take him because of his injury. So you're 24, and I believe what was it, it was a knee injury, correct? ACL. Yeah, 24 with an ACL. Bro, I'm 32. I just had my ACL re, re uh, reconstructed. Uh, it's not fun. <laughs> so, um. That's why I got him as a second-round pick now, which is why I said for the Colts fans who even, hey, what's up, Chad? Um, Man, yeah, I was waiting uh, on Chad this whole time. Um, I was like, where's Chad at? Yeah, uh, even if we decided to wait and say we took, like, say we got to the number two, three overall pick and we took a guy like Will Anderson and then say Chris Ballard or Jim Mercer or whoever's the coach head Colts is or whatever, and we took a Hendon Hooker in the second round. Me personally, I'm not mad at that. I'm really not because if you get a Will Anderson, you then get a game wrecking pass rusher. And then you also get a quarterback in the second round who I believe still has pretty good upside. So there's like multiple ways you can try and maneuver in the draft. But my only argument against that is our most pressing need, which has been our most pressing need since 2019 has been quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I I mean, I won't even say, I won't even say 2019 because I liked Jacoby until he got hurt. And then see, see my thing is I would be upset with the first pick that we took when we get Will Anderson until I seen us grab a quarterback. That's that's just what I mean. Depending by on who the quarterback I mean, is, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe we pick. I don't know. Maybe if we're, let's say, uh, six. Ashley Will Anderson is from Alabama, number thirty-one. So let's say, let's say this because if I'm Chris Ballard, I'm making moves this draft. I have to because if if I'm still here as Chris Ballard, I have to make a splash, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making a move. Let's say you make a move for Will Anderson. Let's say you're. Let's say we we get to the sixth pick. Hey, Dan is, Knight is another Max uh, Max Dugan guy. Go ahead. I, I see him. I see him. <laughs> <laughs> I see Max Dugan come up in the comments, and I'm hyped. But um, he let's say let's say we take Will Anderson. Let's say it just drops it. Let's say we we're at the sixth pick. We take Will Anderson, right? At this point, Chris Ballard can still make a move into the first round and get a second pick in the first round. Get a uh, oh, two first round picks. Yeah, I mean, there's still ways to trade into it. I mean. Uh, in my opinion, I've already said it. I love Shaq Leonard to death. Uh, in my opinion, if if we really look at it, um, this season has proven that Shaq Leonard is 100% replaceable. Uh, the only thing that we need is to hope that maybe Zaire Franklin or maybe uh, Bobby Okariki can get some more – or Bobby Okereke can get some more turnovers – but we could use Shaq as a way to move up again into the first round and grab a quarterback in the first round along with Will Anderson. I mean, those those are the type of scenarios that you can make happen. Exactly. That's- and so that's why I say I wouldn't be totally upset. The whole point here, guys, just to you know, round it all out, 
quarterback. <laughs> get a goddamn quarterback. Get a goddamn quarterback. <laughs> Let's, as personally our point, Matt would love to have Max Dugan. Me personally, I love Max Dugan, but I like a lot of other guys in this draft. So to me, get a goddamn quarterback. So 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 just so everyone knows me a little bit, I don't typically look at prospects until after we lose our last game. Which is normally in the playoffs. I'm not used to being here heading into week fourteen. Thinking, hey, ooh, oh, draft. <laughs> like, I'm not used to this, right? The last time this happened was, what, 2011? Uh, and in 2011, I was in Afghanistan, so I didn't have time to be like, oh, I'm going to go look at some some players. I was too busy doing war things. I was actually one of those guys that was checking out that draft, and I was pissed the fuck off that people were even saying, hey, Colts might grab RG3. And I was like, no way, no way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so – yeah, so this year is like the first time uh, in my life as a Colts fan where I'm looking at prospects um, ultimately dream four, weeks, four weeks early, four <clears throat> weeks early. So I'll, I'll go ahead and answer this. Fire Ballard and convince Harbaugh by giving full control of building a team. And That is me and coach. Matt's number one. That's our number one. Uh, my number two is uh, be enemy and keep – Chris Ballard, because I think those two could work together pretty well, too, uh, as equally as maybe Harbaugh uh, working by himself as GM head coach. But, yeah, that's definitely my number one right there. I think uh, a Harbaugh uh, in control of all personnel and all of his staff uh, and draft a guy like, I don't know, Bryce Young, which we've been tied to, or Anthony Richardson or Max Dugan. I'll stop, I'll try and stop saying Max Dugan first, all right? My guy, my guy for my guy for Harbaugh is Anthony Richardson, without a doubt. I think Anthony Richardson with Harbaugh could literally be an upgraded version of uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Um, he could be an upgraded version of, uh, of a Cam, Cam Newton in his MVP season, and at his peak, he can on, almost be like a uh, Josh Allen type player. So, <clears throat> um, I personally love the idea of having him. We could have those QB off tackles tackle sneaks that they do with uh um justin fields in chicago um he's also 240 pounds and i believe he's gonna run like a 4344 in the combine so that would be my guy and the guy i'm talking about he has a cannon and i mean this guy can throw 67 yard bombs on a rope so um that's that's gonna be uh my guy i would want for hardball that's when i will say that i got a lot of bias there i would want hardball with anthony richardson uh, so Chad also says, I think if they keep Ballard, the veteran players won't want to come play for a Ballard era team. And you know what? Here's the thing. If we keep Ballard, Ballard's going to have to throw some money at some of these guys, uh, which I believe is Paris Campbell. Uh, we got to throw some money at Paris Campbell, uh, which I'm also uh, harassing the shit out of his wife to try to get him to come on this show. Um, and then he's going to have to throw some money at Yannick. I think Rodney McLeod is under a two-year contract. One year. Okay, so Rodney McLeod, I want, I want to bring Rodney back. I'd give him, I'd give him another one year for one point four million. I want, I want to bring Rodney and and Yannick back and Paris back. I think most, mostly anybody else who's <clears throat> who's hitting a contract year, you can go. So, uh, Chad, um, I, I disagree with the the where the players won't go to play for because if you look at like some other situations like Carolina. Or, or Miami before the season started, they're somewhere if they can believe in a situation. 
Um, so I think that uh, anytime you can get players to believe in what they're going to do, what they're going to play for, or you give them the right amount of money, they definitely um, will play, I believe. <clears throat> My thing is just um, uh, will Chris Ballard stay is the real question. And uh, we got breaking news out there, everybody. If you are a um, college football fan, Caleb Williams wins the Heisman Trophy winner. Just predicted. Um, yeah, congrats to Caleb Williams. Um, to me, I, I consider him the next Patrick Mahomes. I'm very high on the guy. If we can get him next year, that would be awesome. Is, uh, uh, yeah, is Grover? Congrats, congrats to Caleb Williams. Is Grover in a uh, contract year? Does his contract end this year, Dan? That's a good no, question. No, 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 uh, no, I think I think he has one more year left on his deal because I believe that's what I thought. That's why I didn't. I, I wasn't. I, thought, I didn't say uh, anything about him because oh I no, no. I think we drafted Grover in 2018. I believe so. He this might be a contract, contract year. year. If this is a contract year, yeah, keep keep Grover but for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the, to answer Ashley, uh, one year one year deal because I mean I understand I would that he's love been to have twice um, but he got to stay healthy. I understand. I understand that Taekwon's had the health issues, and everybody here has heard me say uh, Taekwon is probably the best edge sealer that we have. Um, so certain games we definitely missed him in, but yeah, I, I would say bring him back for another year, let him stay healthy, and earn it. He's relentless. Yep. Let him earn it. But uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Dan Grover for sure. <laughs> That man needs to come back because him and Buck, they could easily dominate the league for years. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so then uh, just to Colts fans out there uh, who are wondering um, a little bit of what we got going on as far as this week is the scheduling. We are currently the ninth overall pick. Um, if we're looking to get into the top five, we need three things to happen um, tomorrow. We need the uh, Arizona Cardinals to beat the New England Patriots. Um, we need the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Tennessee Titans. And we need the uh, Carolina Panthers to beat – I'm sorry, I forgot who they play this week, but we need them to win as well. If those three team wins, um, we would move from the ninth overall pick to the sixth. And that would uh, get us up a few spots while we have a week off. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Let's see what we're uh, looking at heading in uh, Monday. So next week we play Saturday. I believe it's at 1.30. Yep, because they were going to put us on primetime, but we suck, so they took us off. Yeah. So or, not, or not took us off, but they put us on Saturday at evening time. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, tracking, I'm tracking Saturday – we play at noon, my time. So 1, pl- 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, so our show will still be on that night. Um, it'll be pretty much an instant reaction of uh, the game. Uh, we're probably pretty much going to be praising how great Justin Jefferson is. Because the dude is nope. a stud. Nope, 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 nope. Colts fans will not. Colts fans are still going to be yelling at their TV saying, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? We need to go get Baker Mayfield. We need to go get Derek Carr. We need to go get <laughs> Zach Wilson, we to, baby. We need, to, we need to go get Ryan Leaf. We need to go find somebody. 
Is Peyton Manning going to come be our offensive coordinator? Colts fans are still going to be pissed off. Just stop being upset about this season. Just enjoy the games and watch the guys playing in blue. You know, we love our our blue. Um, just enjoy the games and um, don't 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 keep expecting anything big. Just expect some a little bit of highlight plays here and there from some of our, our key guys and you know, hopefully we keep moving up that draft board. <laughs> facts, facts. Uh, Chad says, "What do you see our final record to be?" I think we're gonna have five wins. Yeah, me as well. Five, twelve, and one. Yep, and I think that that win's gonna come against Houston. Uh, unfortunately, uh, but Houston's. Or no, five, be... eleven, and one. My bad. Yeah, but Houston. H- no, it should be five, twelve, and one. No, five. Can they give us eighteen? Yeah, yeah, five, five eleven, five, eleven, and one. Five, eleven, and yeah. One. My bad. Yeah, the, the, uh, that's your game. <laughs> Houston's gonna have the number one pick either way, so uh, I'll I'll still take whatever. Yeah, that's what I think uh, our final one would be. Yeah, beating Houston would be nice as long as we can secure a top five pick. If we <laughs> if we gotta beat Houston, and it makes us the difference between a top uh, like six to eight pick versus a uh, top three to five. I don't know if I'm gonna be Houston. Man. Listen, there are, there are some teams. There are some teams that we need to be rooting for that aren't the Colts. Uh, and as far as I'm tracking, at least one of them is Jacksonville. Yeah, um, Jags, Arizona, and Carolina. Right, and it's not just. Yep, we need Cardinals, Carolina, Jacksonville. We should root for the Raiders. We should root for the Rams. Uh, those are the most. So you get Cardinals, Carolina, Jacksonville, New Orleans, Rams. If they win at least one or two games, we jump up quick, fast, and in a hurry, and we hop up into the top five. That is the goal, man. That is the goal. That, that is the top. goal. Uh, and then let's just drop the Houston game. Screw it. Why win it? I mean, it's gonna be tough to convince the players of that, but I just mean personally, if we're fighting for, like I said, if we're fighting between in between. What? Three to five, uh, pick or a six to eight, six to nine. Uh, I think we definitely got to consider like benching JT, benching. I probably keep Matt Ryan in there because he'd probably give Houston a few turnovers. Um, benching guys like here's the thing. Coleman Jr. The defense can play their hearts out. I don't care about losing one point, two point games, let them play their hearts out because those dudes, they're not going to not play their hearts out. Julian Blackman had made that clear. Clear. No, offense is going to lose us those games anyway, so keep them all playing. Fuck it. (laughs) Put Matt Pryor in. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, we know once we see Matt Pryor, we know we're tanking for sure, guys. Yeah, man, and I don't know if anybody has ever played that VR Pro, um, the, the NFL Pro era game on the VR, but that game... They do a pretty good job on there because Matt Pryor sucks. And I do not like playing quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts because uh, I'm every time you didn't trade that guy uh, before the season started. So it's not like that. I'm just the quarterback. I'm not the front office. I'm just the quarterback. Uh, so it's it's so hard when it comes to like uh, Matt Pryor uh, not blocking. Um, I, I remember the first, uh, I think it was like, it was week two because I beat Houston. Uh, week two came up, and it was Jacksonville. Yeah, and, bro, Josh Allen was in my face every play. Every goddamn play. I was like, bro, this game's too realistic. I'm about to get fucking sacked every goddamn play. It's pissing me off. 
Yeah, my my priors are literally a revolving door. You go. You know what? But here's the thing: we're gonna let that man go. He's gonna go somewhere like Green Bay and be great. I don't know, man. Be Uh, fucking great. What Chris Ballard doing? He gonna sign him to a three-year, eleven million dollar (laughs) deal. Right. Dan Knight says our D is special, but they get tired because our poor offensive play. That is 100% facts. That is facts. That's exactly what happened against Dallas. Uh, the I mean, defense got tired. The offense was turning the ball over. Pretty sure we have five turnovers just in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we had. Uh, I, I can't remember, but no, I no, not five in the, in the fourth quarter. We had five the whole game. Okay, I bet there was three, four. Uh, we had three. Matt Ryan interceptions. We had a Mo Ali Cox fumble, and then we had a. Uh, I want to say Jonathan Taylor fumble, but I'm not I want to sure say that one. too. No, I think it was. I think it was Alec Pierce. Yeah, it might have been Alec Pierce. I think it was oh, Alec yeah. Pierce yeah. Either in, the, way, in the fourth. Either way, uh, five turnovers. I'm positive about the three Matt Ryan picks. The one uh, uh, Mo Ali Cox Mo fumble. Cox. Because that Mo that Bo Alley Cox fumble is when I turned the game off. That was the one that changed the game for us. Yep, I turned that game off. We actually had a huge chance right there to take the lead to go up twenty seven to twenty one, and he fumbled. Yep. Yeah. It was a good play call. It was about to be a good play, and it was just a Colts. So, you know that brings me to another. That brings me to another thing for uh, Colts fans. You know. So, um, I have to question some of the decisions that Chris Ballard made, you know. Um, and one of the biggest ones to me was, or, or two, I should say, is bringing Jelani Woods and uh, Ogletree, while also having Kylan Granson already. <clears throat> and then we signed Molly Cox to a three-year, $33 million deal when it's taking the guy five years, almost six years to develop, and we're not we're not making him the, the name starter. Um, that's just questionable to me. Like, why waste the money there if you're going to draft more guys to come in and play and develop? Then um, the other one was the bringing in of uh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles, and we let two guards walk out of the building. Chris Reed and Mark Lewinsky. And we let both of those guys walk out of the door. So to me, it's like if you're Chris Ballard, why are you thinking draft two tight ends and Molly Cox is not being a a primary guy being a tight end while paying him three years, $33 million? Those moves are just questionable to me. I feel like kind of like a waste because, I mean, well, why are we paying a guy $33 million and we're not using him? Agreed. Uh, Chad says Alec Pierce made some really nice catches against Dallas. Kid could be a stud if he would fight to play. You know, I thought it was crazy because we said that last week uh, before before the Dallas game, and then Alec uh, made a play down the field. Uh, I can't remember what quarter it was, and I remember saying to saying to Demarco, I think Alec Pierce watches our watches our show because we said we wish he would turn around and actually fight for the ball rather than. Uh, Look for the ref. Look for the ref. And he turned around and actually jumped and caught the ball. And it was like a 30-something-plus-yard play, and it was pretty nice. I believe our receivers are good, man. I really think that if we keep – if we re-sign Paris Campbell and we keep MPJ and we keep uh, Paris Campbell, we keep 
Alec Pierce, and then we have Ashton Doolin. We keep I, I want to keep Ashton Doolin as that fourth guy just because he's shown that he's reliable. Kiki Cootie's not it. Dude, every time he touches the ball, it looks like he's going to fumble it, and I don't like it. Dude needs to go. Uh, so when Ashton Doolin comes back healthy, that man needs to take his spot back. Over to, and that uh, brings me to another reason why I'd love to see Eric Bieniemy. I'd love to see able to do, see what he can do with a guy like Parrish Campbell, and then say we bring in a quarterback like a Max Dugan or a Hendon Hooker, and keep those receivers MPJ, Alec Pierce, yep. tight ends that we got. I mean, man, I, I it's like it's honestly the weapons that we have. It should be easy for a coordinator, but you got to have a quarterback that can still move the ball, that can be mobile in the pocket because pocket passers are. Dead. What we need, what we need is to is to the only person on our offense that that should go. Uh, there's two people, and you know what? We're not even gonna talk about offensive line because we know there's there's issues there. Mo, I'm good with him leaving. I'm um, yeah, I, I'm good with trading him. Um, I would like to keep uh, Woods needs to be the featured tight end. Yes, and, sir. And then, and then Grayson, I, mean, I mean, it might even be a battle between him and Ogletree because Ogletree was really big in the preseason before he got. But hurt. that's but that's why it's good that Mo can go because then you got you got Jelani Woods, Granson, and Ogletree, and those will yeah. be our three premier, you know, oh, our three our three guys. But then I, at at this point, Jelani should moving forward be our featured tight end. Um, and then the rest of the offense should not be touched, minus a couple guys on the offensive line. Maybe get a right guard. Um, I think left tackle is good. I think I think uh, Bernard, if that's his name, uh, Bernard, I still yeah, haven't. Bernard Ryman. Yeah, I still haven't figured out his freaking name yet. Um, he uh, he does he does pretty well over there at left tackle. So he's getting better. Yep. And then uh, honestly, we could probably pursue a center because I don't know what's going on with Ryan Kelly. But ever since him and his wife had that issue with the pregnancy, he has not been the same. Um, and Braden Smith. Since he got since he got re-signed and got that contract, that dude ain't been shit. So, solidify the right side of the line. I mean, actually, when he has his games where he plays well, he plays really well. It's just those games that he has bad where it's like, why are you looking like Matt Pryor, dude? But here's my thing, right? And 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 this is the thing with the edge guys, right? Left tackle and right tackle. A lot of the times, <laughs> the reason those dudes don't don't play well is because. <laughs> The the reason those dudes don't play well is because typically they don't trust the guy next to them. Yeah, exactly. So that could be what's going on with Brayden Smith is he just doesn't trust what's going on in the inside. I hope it is. Uh, Dan Knight says, do we get Parks' offensive play caller? Not for next year. He's out of there too, man. I think the guy – I think he's gone. He's Frank's guy. I I think the guy did good for his first game. He's going to go somewhere, and he's going to go ahead and – But he started showing signs of Frank. Here's the thing. The weird thing about Parks is that Parks was never a coach. He was a, he was an assistant. So the thing is, is, it is like he was an intern for like two years under Frank or one year under Frank, and then he became like Frank's assistant. He was never an actual coach. So what I see him doing now is that he's – showing that he can be an offensive play caller. He's going to go to another team, and he's going to go ahead and be an actual coach. It's going to be a positional coach. It's not going to be, like, offensive coordinator or something. He's going to go no, be he's maybe be a QB coach or something. He's going to go be a QB coach, yeah, and and that's what it's going to be for Parks. And um, But, no, I, I don't see us, see us keeping him 
down here. Uh, Chad, yeah, uh, Chad's asking, do we keep the receiving core as it is? Uh, I would like to keep the receiving core as it is. So, Chad, to that point, um, Zach's not on here right now, but he's one of our other co-hosts. We were just talking about this. You keep receiving core as is, and you're going to draft a rookie quarterback. You're likely going to shake some waves with the veterans and whatnot. And say we come out next year and we don't really play so well and we got a rookie quarterback who got some upside. The take is to take Marvinson Harrison Jr. next year. Um, the guy's a phenom. Uh, he'll be the next star receiver. And that's the guy that we, we can bring in after that, it, it depending on how everything goes. But, yeah, so I think you just keep the receiving core as it is right now. Yep, agreed. And also, uh, Dan Knight's question, agreed. We have a good receivers coach. Um, Reggie Wayne has already stated that if he would have known the season would have gone the way it would, he wouldn't have taken the job for Frank Wright. So I don't really know if Reggie stays next year. would be nice to keep him, but uh, I'm not really sure that's going to be a likely thing to stay. I, I kind of hope that Reggie gets uh, used as in, 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 a, in a higher capacity. I think Reggie's shown with what he's done with these receivers this year, um, he could move up, in my opinion. Uh, just depends on who we take and who wants him as head Because head coaches come in, and it's almost 99.9% .9 chance that everyone in-house as a coach is fired. They're gone. And and they're all going to get other jobs because that's the thing with the NFL, man. People come, they go, they move all over the place. Um, it's but, not what you know is who you know. Right. So and I can then bring it. me to the uh, comment that I was laughing at. Chad here says, Jeff fired as head coach, brought in as center. <laughs> <laughs> He's not built like that no more. You see how skinny Jeff Saturday is compared to when he was our center? Bro, that boy's like a, a third of what he was – of the third oh, of the size man. he was back then, bro. Uh, I appreciate you, Chad, man. You gave me a good real laugh. I needed that, man. Uh, nah, Jeff can't play any <laughs> but, So uh, much smaller, bro. There were people out here calling him hot. Somebody <laughs> – I think some somebody said something the other day. I think it was last week. Somebody hit me. AJ Hawk? I don't know who it was. Somebody hit me. I can't remember. I think it was somebody at work. They were like, yo, tell him, uh, hit up Jeff Saturday. My wife says he's hot or something. I don't remember. Somebody oh, said some shit. Like, yeah. Wow. Somebody was attracted to fucking Jeff Saturday last Sunday. I was like, I, I was dying. I remember who it was. Oh, they were man. they were sending me text messages during the game. I was like, motherfucker, I'm in bed. I, I stopped watching. Yeah, that shit was, that's a funny yeah, that one got me. Oh, no. Hey, so just a, just a reminder, you know, we'll do a little admin right now real quick. Uh, we're no longer uh, streaming on Twitter or Twitch, I mean. Um, nobody is actually watching on Twitch, so it was not worth paying Twitch to uh, continue to stream. Uh, but I don't have to pay for YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. So those are the three that we are streaming on. Make sure you still follow us on IG because we are on there also. Uh, we are terrible at updating our social media. We will try to get better at that. Yeah, I promise I'm gonna try and be on top of that a little bit more, guys. It's been a little bit tougher for me, but uh, yeah, we we all have day jobs, man. So when we try to update, I mean, it's we're taken from other podcasts. <laughs> it is what it is, but yeah. And I also post on my personal page, which is why I forget to post on the social page. So right, that's why I. Uh, yeah, Dan, I definitely ditched Twitch. I was trying it. I wanted to see if we would get some people that were on Twitch, but uh, I was paying like $8 a month for Twitch, and nobody was following, so I, I canceled it this week. Um, 
But we're still on Facebook. Uh, we're on YouTube, uh, Twitter, and we still uh, put everything on Spotify. So make sure you go ahead and follow us on Spotify. All right, go ahead and listen to us on Spotify. If you just want to listen to Colts talk. Um, I mean, if you like me, if you have a job where you're driving around a lot in a truck, it's great to have. I listen to all types of podcasts um, on there. And then uh, every once in a while or every day, I'll, I'll take peeks back and listen to our podcast on there. So it's great just to be able to get a listen to. You may not get the video, but uh, the audio is definitely still good. Right, 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 right. So we're definitely on that, too. Um I try to get. I'll try to get better at actually posting it on Sundays. Um, a lot of times, I think today I was when I actually posted ours, but it was actually sitting there as a uh, as a draft on my computer all goddamn week. But I got so busy I forgot to hit publish. Uh, so I just published it this morning, but it's on there. So, what do you guys Chad, think about the Leslie Frazier rumor? Uh, I don't like it. Chad, Chad is asking that question. Um, so, yeah, me and Matt has talked about it this week in our group chat that we got. Um, we personally, we already seen the Leslie Frazier story. Uh, didn't really like him in Minnesota. Don't really like him coming to Indy. Um, it's a tough one with those defensive coordinators, man. If they're not really like a big high energy guy, which is why I personally like D'Amico Ryans and like a guy like Robert Sala, um, those defensive guys – they got to be all energy. They got to be all motivational. Uh, motivational. Um, those got to be the type of guys that you hire. It's easy to be a defensive coordinator, and I don't want to say it's easy, but it's easier to be a defensive coordinator and call plays and sit on the sideline rather than be a coach and have to make those calls. So, I uh, not really too high on Leslie Leslie Frazier. Me personally, and Matt. Yeah, I, I've never been a, a huge fan of uh, Leslie Frazier. I mean, he's been a coach a coach before. I don't typically want a guy who was a coach and failed. So, yeah. What else y'all got? Well, while we uh, get any more comments, Matt, what are you looking forward to this week uh, to see anything out of any of these games? Maybe a free agent you're looking at, maybe a player you like. Uh, anything you're looking forward to seeing tomorrow in these matchups this week? Man, I got to look at these matchups, man, because I did my picks this week, and it was tough. Uh, to be completely honest, let's see. Let me pull up this year, this week. Phone is getting blown up. Yeah, my uh, let's get downloads. Here we go. Nope, that's week 12. Let's see. Here we go. Week four. <sighs> What I'm really looking forward to, to be completely honest, um, who is it? The Giants and Eagles that play this week? Yeah, it is. I think that's the big game I'm looking forward to watching this week. Um, not because of any free agency or anything, but because I I picked the Eagles, but I'm really feeling that the Giants are going to pull that out, and I have no been, idea why. I've been having that feeling too, but, uh, <laughs> but I did pick the Eagles as well. But I haven't seen really many free agents that I'm, like, drastically interested in. I think there's – I mean, in all honesty, the only one that could actually pop up on free agency that's got my attention is Lamar Jackson at this point. And I think the only reason I'm like that is because I think in every other position on our roster, I, I could say it's solidified. I just think QB is the only one that right now that I've got my eyes focused on. Um 
and right guard and right tackle, but there's not very many right guard, right tackles in free agency that are going to be worth going and pursuing. So, okay. What about you? Uh, so the ones that I got, uh, I'll say, uh, free agents that I do have that that kind of kind of twinkle my eye. Um, oh, yeah. I got a. It's going to be Orlando Brown Jr. from the Kansas City Chiefs, left tackle. He's the guy that I'm looking at. Um, he already did get a franchise tag. He hasn't come to terms on a deal. So they can franchise tag him one more time, but I don't know if the Chiefs want to necessarily do that. And then the other guy would be um, Jack Conklin from the Cleveland Browns, right tackle. So those are the two guys that I, I – uh, Former Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. So those Tennessee. Are the two guys that I'm just offensive I'm, line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know, it's like those those are the two things that I really feel like those are things we can address. You know, you can sign some other guys here and there, but I really don't like. Honestly, it sucks that we don't have a really good head coach and a really good play caller and a quarterback because I really feel like this team doesn't have like major holes until like we more don't. future down the line. It's just that we don't have pieces right now. That we need. Right, because it's like we've talked about, man. If you had the right head coach, the right quarterback, and the right play caller, this offense is so easy to use. And our defense has given up 24 points twice this year. Uh, And then they gave up, of course, the 54 to to the Cowboys. That was a 19 to 21 point game. So if you think about if our offensive making a few more plays in that game, they don't give up 30 again. So. Right. We were the only team in the league to not give up 30 before that. Um, but then my couple of matchups here that I had is I had a couple of upsets this week. I had the New York Jets beating Buffalo Bills. I had the Cleveland Browns beating the Cincinnati Bengals, which is kind of not really an upset. The Bengals uh, with Joe Burrow are 0-4 against the Cleveland Browns, so I'm not really an upset, but one of the things I got there. And then I also had uh, – which was the other one that was a big upset that I had? I'm trying to pull up my picks. I don't even know where my picks are at this Can't point. Can't remember. Thought I had, thought I had three of them there, but I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. So those were my, those were my two major upsets. Uh, New York Jets and Cleveland getting wins over Buffalo and Cincinnati. Those were my two big upsets. Things that I was looking forward to this week, and then just a couple of free agents that I had in mind. Um, Dan Knight says the uh, 49ers beat the Bucks. I had that picked in anyway. I think they should slaughter the Bucks, even if uh, Brock Purdy don't play too good. I still think he should be able to beat the Bucks because the Bucks offense is trash and Niners defense is really good. Uh, Chad says Lamar's gonna be expensive. That's 100% facts, man. That I, my, me and Lamar, that thing is just a, it's a pipe dream. So I'm not even reaching for that. To talk about the matchups this week, um. I want to say one of my other key matchups outside of the Philly and Eagles, which I think is going to be a great Philly game. and New York. Philly and New York, um, I think is going to be a great game. Um, but the other game that I think is going to be a good one is going to be Miami and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, Chargers are starting to get players back. Which one did you um, pick that way? I picked Miami, um, only because uh, I absolutely love Mike McDaniel's at a head as a head coach, and I love the combination between him and Tua. Uh, they have probably the best quarterback head coach uh, compar- or uh, chemistry um, since Belichick and Tom Brady, in my opinion. Um, so when they lost last week, they clearly weren't happy, and I just I feel like they're going to come out fucking swinging tomorrow. Um, yeah, but I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, 
Chargers also have a Swiss cheese defense compared to the 49ers. So. Right, but they are, get, they are getting pieces back, and that's why I think that it's going to be a closer game than what it should be. Earlier this season, it would I would have easily picked Miami. This year, I had this week, I actually had to look at it like, oh, hold on, you know? Yeah. Uh, Ashley says Ashley says Lions versus Vikings. That was a good one too, in my opinion, because Lions started, uh, I believe, one and six, um, or two, two and five, two and five, or something, and now they're like six and seven. Um, the funny thing about that one is, is the Minnesota Vikings are ten and two, and they're a ten point underdog. Yeah, because well, because here's the thing, man. Detroit, <laughs> Detroit looks good. Detroit looks good. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Minnesota—they're the first ten-point underdog to be ten and two to a team under five hundred in NFL history. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, and and we've been saying this all season on this show. If we could make it a quote on this show, and I could just put it at the top here. I'll put it at the bottom. Actually, I'm gonna put it at the bottom. Let's do this real quick. I'm gonna do it. Um, grilled. Oh, that's not how you do that. Let's see. <laughs> Just because, if I was a, if I was a Vikings fan, I'd feel so disrespected. My cousin CJ, who actually came in here earlier, is a Vikings fan. I wonder how he's feeling about it because he's not a Kirk Cousins fan. But he's happy where they're at right now. Here we go. Where is it at? Oh, here we go. Right, bam. <laughs> That's why they are ten point underdogs. He gave me. <laughs> Poor Vikings fan. If there's any Vikings fan out there watching, I'm pretty sure Roy uh, Roy DeRucher. He's a uh, he's a uh, admin on one of these groups. Might need to see that ticker and, and uh, let me know how you feel about that one in the in, in the chat, man. See how you're doing over there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Me and Matt have called that all year. Um, we actually had our other guy Damon, one of our other co-hosts in here. And he was actually pretty hyped up about the Vikings, and then they lost a game that me and Matt said they were gonna lose, and he was like, "Yeah, you guys were right." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Damon did do that. And he so, was, uh, I think, he was on the show, and he said, "You guys were yeah. right." Yeah. So go back a few episodes, and it was like four um, weeks ago he said it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's tough being a Vikings fan. I can I can understand your pain. Luckily, you guys are ten and two, so you're on the opposite stick of the the Colts here. But uh, yeah, man. you know what's you know yeah, what's that another... defense got to get that defense got to get it together. You know what's another tough one, um, and I'm gonna say this. We're gonna go with this, right? Uh, let's see, where's it at? We're gonna do a key matchup here. Right. This is going to be for the Sunday night game, not the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, New England Arizona game. You should have did the mon- uh, the, mon- the Sunday night game. That one's more exciting. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think? Yeah, Miami here's versus LA versus Arizona versus New England. But, but here's the New thing: Arizona like, Arizona's like getting healthier. Points. Yeah, I don't know. I think they Kyler Murray's going to be running for his life. It's going to be like 15 <laughs> punts in this game. Mac Jones is going to make right. some some casual play, and everybody's going to be like, oh, Mac Jones. And, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just me. I just don't I, – I don't. I really don't feel like that game's going to be. So all right, I'm so you, so you want to go the Sunday night game? Yes, 
that would be the one. Miami versus the Chargers. That game should be fireworks. All right, well, let's talk about it then. Go ahead. Mm. So the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm really hyped up about this game is because of a guy, one singular guy, um, probably know of him, uh, Emmanuel Acho. So he's been going around for a while, and he has just been trashing Justin Herbert. I mean, disrespecting the guy. And he has this thing that's called the social media quarterback. He says Justin Herbert makes the cross-the-body throws, the big arm throws. He does all this, this, and that, but his game doesn't translate to wins. And so he's been clowning them. And then on the other end, Emmanuel Acho is super high on our guy, Tua Tungvaluwa. And he's talking about Tua's more accurate. Tua has more uh, yards this year. Tua has more touchdowns. Tua does this. Tua does that. And um, if you look at it, 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 it's true. I mean, Justin Herbert right now, his stats show and the wins and losses that he's a social media quarterback. He makes the big-time throws, but it's not adding up to wins. And that's another reason why I personally blame that on Brandon Staley, who sucks as a coach to me. I would love to see Frank Wright coaching that Chargers team, personally. <laughs> so, uh, my station commander is actually a Chargers fan. So, and he says every day he can't wait for that dude to be fired. Yeah. He just, uh, I he mean, just... I agree. I'm not even a Chargers fan, and I agree. So, uh, and him and I actually got into a debate one day. Uh, actually, it was against the Cowboys. When we were playing the Cowboys game, we were talking shit. Did you know... Austin Eckler actually has more all-purpose yards than Jonathan Taylor in the last two years. Yep. Yeah, but I don't care about yards. Give me touchdowns. You know what I said to him? Because he kept trying to say Austin Eckler was better. I was like, well, get me a rushing title. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Jonathan Taylor's got a rushing title, dude. So he's a running back. Get me a rushing Mm -hmm. title and then tell me Austin Eckler's better. Damn. Dan Knight says Dolphins win by 17. I don't think it's going to be that much. Yeah, I think it's going to be a closer game than that. I think it'd be something like 23-25. Yep. Because uh, Miami's defense just they're, – they're all right. I mean, the Chargers' defense, which is on paper, they're like, holy shit. It's yeah, but half die. those dudes are injured. And when they play on the field, it's like – not You know, so uh, – yeah, so – Again, I mean, that's why Justin Herbert is being called a media, uh, the social media quarterback, because his team's not getting wins, and I personally blame his head coach. So yeah, I don't think they win by seventeen, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't think they'll win by seventeen either. I think it'll be yeah. like maybe a three point seven point game, maybe even six, that much. Um, I like Justin Herbert, but I don't think he's being utilized correctly. Uh, you got Mike Williams, you got Keenan Allen, you got Austin Eckler. That offense alone should be dominant, in my opinion. What do they need? A tight end? Maybe. If that. You said who? Chargers. Yeah, uh, I just think they need a, need a new coach personally. I think they're in the exact same situation as us. Um, I don't think Brandon Staley was personally ever really fit for the job. Um, and then he's also like he makes the dumbest decisions. I mean, like last year, it was just awful. And then he got better down the stretch, uh, I would say, this year. 
but I still don't really, I just don't really trust the guy. I think if you like, like I said, like I would love to see Frank Reich succeed. I still like him as a person. And I think with him getting a, a quarterback like a Justin Herbert to consistently be able to work with, I think uh, that team could be really good um, with a good defensive coordinator. And then if they can fix their run defense, I think they could be a really good team. But um, yeah, I, think, I, think I, just, I, just, I just think I just think Brandon Staley is not the guy, and uh, he continues to show that he's just not the guy. I mean, I, I, I don't see how you could keep losing with that type of guy at quarterback. I agree, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. What are the comments we got? What else you guys got for us? Oh, you know what? Uh, you want to get into a preview for um, a preview for Minnesota game that we actually play the next Saturday since we won't be on until instant reaction after. I guess we might have to wait. Maybe some injuries might change. Mm, okay, well, <clears throat> we can definitely do that. Let's do that. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah. Um, keys to this game, lose it. <laughs> That's going to be my key to the game. Um, make it look competitive. And, uh, you know, I actually think this is, is like, like if we were in such a bad game, uh, a bad year right now where we are, I think situationally, this is a very easy game for us to win. I think our defense is good enough to throw Kirk Cousins completely off his game. I think Justin Jefferson would still go off, but I think we could easily take advantage of Kirk Cousins. Um, have a pretty good running defense to stop Dalvin Cook. Uh, and then um, defensively, Minnesota sucks, and I think Jonathan Taylor could probably run crazy on him. Matt Ryan could have some good plays. So don't go crazy, Colts fans. But, I mean, I think this could be one of those upsets that we don't want, honestly. I don't want any upsets. Yeah, I know. Lose. Just lose. Just lose. That's it. Uh, exactly. key, mat key matchup, Matt Pryor. Just let them blow by you. It's all right. Um, I'm okay with losing. I want a quarterback. It's as simple as that. Um, the better we lose, the better chances we have of getting a guy that we need for the future. Yep. So, uh, um, but yeah, you know, there's a couple, a couple little key things there. Um, I think uh, that's one of those games where it could really be like, you know. You know, of course, Jeff Saturday still wants to win. So I just honestly think that we could match up pretty damn well versus those guys. Just kind of, it's kind of scary to think that uh, I think that could be another game that they're going to be underdogs and we might win. Same, 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 same. Make the rest of the year start second, third strengths. Yeah, that would be freaking awesome if we did. Then we know who we're going to keep. Who we're going to let go. Simple uh, as that. Makes FA a whole lot easier. Hey, Chad, just wanted to let you know your emoji is the wrong one. Um, I don't know what emoji he used. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, um, that, that, that would be my preview. I, I honestly think the, the, the key matchup would be to lose, but uh, I, I honestly think that would be a game that we upset. And the Chargers, dude. So, so we will see you guys on the instant reaction pod. Uh, I think yep. our game should be over after the morning, so we have a little bit of time to recover and get ready for. Yep. So my the game the game comes on one o'clock on Saturday. 
It should be over by around four. We'll be on about a few hours later to go ahead and talk about it. Uh, we'll either be miserable because we won or we'll be miserable <laughs> because we lost. It's one or the two. It'll happen. Uh, make sure, again, follow us on IG. Follow Ooh, us on Twitter. On <laughs> follow <laughs> us on IG. Follow us on Facebook. Um, if you're not in uh, For the Shoe, go ahead and look up For the Shoe group. Uh, join that group. Uh, we are the admins for that one. Also, check us out on every other social media. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Um, either uh, For the Shoe group kicking with the Colts on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Please like, follow us, and we'll definitely try our best to get those social media pages uh, running a little bit smoother with more content, maybe some more questions, trying to see if we can get some graphics together for you guys. I know offseason is going to be here in a hurry, so we definitely want to get some stuff for you guys. And uh... Yeah, and like Ashley said, Spotify. Make sure you guys listen to us on Spotify, man. I looked at, I looked at the stats today, and it – Man, we had like one or two views on older episodes. Like, come on, guys, re-listen to us. You know, we're fun. Yeah, After the time, we're drunk. So just <laughs> just listen to us anyway. You know what I'm saying? We're good times. Yes. Spotify, good times. You know, let's get us up there. Um, But no, for real, yeah, uh, Chad, it's always fun with you, bro. Um, Love that you come in here and you, you, you talk. I appreciate the love, Dan. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, make sure to come out every Saturday eight. It's usually eight to eight fifteen p.m. Eastern time. Just depends on what time I put. Um, it's mainly because it just depends on when these guys are able to make it on here. It's been me and Damon, me and uh, Demarco the last couple weeks uh, with Damon hopping on last week. Um, the other hosts, Damon, uh, Tre- uh, Trev, and Zach, have been uh, pretty busy with work and family and marriage and all different types of stuff. So. Um, you guys should always see me here. Actually, this is this is pretty much my third job, so I'm gonna make sure yeah. I always try my best to be here. If I, if you guys don't see me, that's when I actually got like something huge going on and whatnot. But uh, for the most right. part, I always try and get here. Want to keep bringing content for you, content for you guys, and definitely want to keep this going, going, grow bigger and bigger. So please do all you can to help us. We would appreciate it. Hey, and the and the more help from you guys means the the more opportunities for us to bring certain people on here that you guys would like to speak to, right? We are definitely putting in for trying to get this story from Eric Ebron, T.Y. Hilton. Um, we don't know if they're going to choose up. Probably a famous podcast, somebody who gets listened to by millions of viewers. But um, trying to get some other guests too. We're, we're, we're definitely trying to make get some things in the work. So yeah, we are. Keep following and uh, help us like and share. Get us yes. yes, sir. All right, everybody, have a good night, and we know that there's no Colts tomorrow, so just go anyone that can help the Colts get a better draft pick. Go Jags. Move for the Arizona Panthers (laughs) and the Jacksonville. Let's go. Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's go. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown.